0: Well, good morning, Orchard Hills. Am I on? Can you hear me? There we go. Welcome. Welcome to this beautiful morning that we get to celebrate the day that changed everything. We are so excited that you are here. If you haven't been with us, um, we have had the opportunity this week to uh, listen in on the Apostles Peter and John. um, As they get together at the pub... Uh, 15 years after the death and the resurrection of Jesus um, to recount and remember the events of that life-changing week. And so Thursday night, um, Peter and John shared uh, about the final meal that they got to have with Jesus, um, about the way that he washed their feet that night and um, instituted what we will celebrate in a little bit as communion. They shared about how They went from that place together to a garden to pray. And there, Jesus was betrayed um, by one of his closest friends named Judas. Um, And Peter shared how not only Judas, but all the disciples abandoned Jesus that night. And even Peter went so far as to deny that he knew Jesus three times. Um, And then the next evening, Friday, uh, Peter and John got together again, and they shared about that day that Jesus was condemned to die. Um, not just uh, by the pagan Roman government, but also by his own people, uh, the Jews, and how there wasn't anything to convict him, any any substantial evidence, and yet he was convicted and he was sentenced to death. Uh, he was whipped, he was beaten, um, and he was eventually executed on the Roman torture device called a cross. Uh, and we talked a little bit about how The significance of that um, is that Jesus didn't just die for sin in general, but he died for your sin. Um, And he didn't just die for you, he died instead of you. He died in your place. You see, Jesus was, was fully God and fully man. He was God with skin on. And so, of all the people that ever walked the earth, Jesus is the only one who didn't deserve death. The only one who had never committed a sin. But you and I have, and so the death that Jesus died was actually the death that we deserve. Um, And so the events of this morning that we're celebrating aren't going to make a whole lot of sense um, unless you realize that first Jesus had to die. He died to free us from the penalty of sin. He died in love. He chose those nails. He chose that cross so that you could go free and be set free from the punishment that um, that you deserve. And so today we celebrate uh, that Jesus has also set us free from the power of sin. Its power was, was in the fact that death was final and lasting, but that is no longer true. And now for those who are in Christ, death is only a doorway to more life because of what we celebrate this morning. So we're excited. We're excited to be here. Um, we're going to get back together with Peter and John as they gather this morning one last time for breakfast. Let's listen in.
1: Peace, my old friend.
2: Oh, and also with you, Peter.
1: He is risen. He is risen indeed. Oh
2: man. You know, these last few days we've got to spend together, I have really enjoyed catching up so and reminiscing, you know, about that last week that Jesus was here, you know, his last week on earth. You know, that from Thursday night, you know, Monday, Thursday, Holy Thursday, where you know, we talked about, you know, your denial and the betrayal of Jesus, mm-hmm. and then, you know, that, that sad Friday that we call Good Friday, but, you know, the ultimate suffering and death that Jesus endured for all of us, and then, you know, then we're here on this glorious morning, you know, we get to celebrate His resurrection, you know, yeah. the, the culmination of it all, you know, everything that, that changed the course of history from um, here on out.
1: What a great day it is, but... You know, that last week wasn't truly Jesus' last week on the face of the uh, earth, was it? You got me
2: there, Peter. You got me. Uh,
1: hey, ha- how about I pray for our meal, and, and then let's uh, just talk about that first Easter Sunday.
2: That, that would be great. Did, did you bring some of that chicken that's so good? Well, unfortunately,
1: they're closed what, on what, Sundays. What do you call it? So, uh, God's chicken. That's yeah, that, it. yeah, that's it. We had to settle for this big breakfast okay. meal. Yeah, but, work. Uh, anyhow, let me pray for All us. Right. Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for the the gift of life, of new life, of all that this day represents for us. We thank you for the way that you feed us, not only physically through this food that we're going to share, but through spiritually, through the resurrection and the new life that we have in Jesus. We pray now, just for our time together, that you would be in our midst and that you would bless everything that we say and do in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. Mm. See what you think of this. I do love a good pancake. Yeah. Mm. mm Not bad, how about the coffee? Well, it, Kevin and the boys make this this morning? Mm. mm. yeah, you, know, you need to try this. It's the coffee mixed with mocha, really, yeah, or a hot chocolate, but well, it's it's the same thing. It's excellent, good,
1: yeah, I'm not really a coffee man but. oh, well,
2: maybe just stick to the hot chocolate, but yeah, you know, I can't believe like this is a beautiful morning, and you know the sun is rising, it's warm, the birds are chirping, the trees are blooming, you know it, it really does seem fitting that you and I are together here, celebrating this you know morning of Jesus' resurrection together, just like we were that 15 years ago. Yeah, I mean, do you
1: remember that morning? We were all gathered together. We were still you know huddled up in that room because we were fearful oh, wow. still of of the Roman authorities yeah. and the Jewish religious leaders that they were coming for us next. And then Mary and the other ladies they just burst through the uh, door. Now, how, how could I forget that morning? I right. mean, they're so. Full of different emotions. I mean, part of them, they were just overwhelmed with fear. But then there was this joy, this yeah. unspeakable joy that they had.
2: Yeah. You know, at, at first, I could have swore they had lost their mind. I thought they were
1: going crazy. It, it seemed like that. But I, I remember, like it was yesterday, Mary just talking about how they had gathered the spices. Mm-hmm. After they had gone, you know, when Jesus was crucified and Joseph yeah. and Nicodemus had taken... Jesus to the tomb, and they had done the best job they could with well, the spices yeah. and preparing his body. Yeah, for a couple of guys, they did all right, yeah, I think. I mean, I mean, thank God for women, Absolutely. you know, because they, they saw that Jesus deserved better, and yeah. so they gathered at the spices, and, and they went to the tomb yeah. first thing on that third day. They were there at the break of dawn. Yep.
2: Oh, yeah, and you know, what I didn't understand, you know, the, the women, they, they might have should have thought it out a little better, but... Yeah. You know, their plan to go to the tomb and, you know, it was guarded by these two massive Roman soldiers. You know, first they were going to have to convince their way to get past those guys. And then when and if they did, how were those little ladies going to move that giant stone out of the way to get in there to Jesus' body?
1: Yeah, clearly they were not thinking through all the details. Mm -hmm. Um, But fortunately, God was. Oh, thankfully. You know, and, And I remember them describing how they approached the tomb And then there was what appeared to be this earthquake. Uh But in reality, it was really an angel of the Lord descending from heaven and rolling away the stone. And and then, do you remember how they described the angel of the Lord just sitting there on top of the stone? Remember what he looked like? Oh, I I
2: remember. They they explained it so vividly. They said his appearance was like lightning. He was like a lightning bolt sitting up there on top of there. And his clothes, they were white as snow. You know, no, we're not talking about that snow that's been on the street for three or four days. You know, we're talking that fresh, sure. pure snow that had just fallen. Like, it had to have been breathtaking to behold.
1: Well, evidently it was, because they, they said the Roman soldiers were just overwhelmed with fear. Oh, yeah. And and they looked like these petrified dead men.
2: Yeah, but, you know, they weren't the only ones that are afraid. Fortunately, the ladies weren't petrified like the men, but they they were terrified. and You know, but... You know, you, you hear these accounts of people meeting angels of God, and it seems like anyone that's, that comes face-to-face with those, it's, it's a scary and terrifying event.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, they're not really like these little chubby cherubs, you know, with little bugles in Cheap their hands, guys. you know. Not yeah. like that at all. Right, like the like Cupid yeah. little fella. Yeah. You know, not, not like that. I mean, hmm. these angels, they're like seven-foot-tall, I mean, muscle-bound warriors ready for battle.
2: So they kind of look like you, Peter?
1: I would say that would be a good description. You know, maybe a little taller, but um, otherwise, yeah, Yeah. that's a good good visual. But um, anyhow, you you know, the angel did what it seems all angels tend to do, and and immediately put the women's fears at ease. And he said, there's no need to be fearful. I I know why you're here. You've come to see Jesus, but he's not here. He is risen just like he told you he was going to be. And then he reassured them, and he said, he's going to appear to you again. And then off they went. They came running to us to tell us all that they had discovered. I know,
2: but you remember? They they came flying through that door um, all out of breath, you know, more than a million miles a minute, you know, talking. You know, one of them's yelling, oh, they stole Jesus, they stole Jesus, the other one said, Jesus risen, and you know, we're all looking at each other, nobody knows what to believe, like it's, it's just chaos.
1: It is, and, it, and we're all looking around at each other, and then I remember when, when our eyes met, and I knew you were yeah. thinking the exact yeah. same thing I was thinking, and out the door we went.
2: Oh, it, it was in then, wasn't it? You it know, it so, definitely was. You, know, you, you were a little closer to the door, so you got the jump on me, but it didn't take me long, and I blew past you. Remember that, and you know, I waved at you when I went by, and I got to well, the
1: tomb first. Well, I, I remember it a little differently than that. I, I, mean, first of all, you are younger than I am, and so one would, yeah. Well, one would expect you to get to the tomb yeah. faster yeah. than me. You do have longer legs. Well, that's, that's an advantage. That's that's true, but you know, age being yeah. what it is, arthritis, mm. things like that. You know, yeah. so that I was mm. little at a disadvantage. But then yeah. I recall, as I was in the lead. You stepped on the back of my sandal, uh, yeah. and I had to stop and fix that thing, and I think that's why you made it to the tomb first.
2: I don't think that's quite how it went there, Peter.
1: Well, that's how I remember it. Huh? Well, seriously, on a serious note, I, I do want to thank you for taking the time to, to write down so many of the things that Jesus accomplished in his life. Thank you. you know, having the Word of God in written form for all of us, to read is, is such an incredible gift. And it's not just a, a gift for us right now, but it'll be a gift for people for all times. Oh,
2: that's, that's a really nice compliment, Peter. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I, I did have one thing, though. I was wondering, you know, as you and God are determining what should be recorded for all of eternity, mm-hmm. why is it that you thought it was important to mention that you beat me to the tomb? Oh. Of all things to write down, why was that one oh. thing Important, so now I will be forever known as the guy that lost to you in a foot race to the tomb.
2: Yeah, you will forever be known as that guy, yes, but God and I, we debated on that for Mm -hmm. quite some time, and you know, God decided that it would be better for you to work on your humility.
1: I think I'll have to take that up with God next time we talk.
2: He's welcome to discuss that anytime with you, Peter. Yeah. Um, Anyhow,
1: let, why don't we get back to the tomb okay. and, you, and what we found?
2: Well, you know, there, there is one positive, though. What's that? You did beat the women back to the tomb, Mary and the others. Yeah, good job.
1: <laughs> well, thanks. Um, I mean, they're already out of breath. They'd run from the tomb yeah. to the house. I, I mean, now they're having to run back. I, I should have beat them. I mean, you should have. Yes. and then they're wearing those sandals. They look yeah. good. But they were not exactly made for running, if no, you know what no, I mean. No,
2: I guess the, that morning they were not wearing their Nike Air Force Ones, were they? No, no,
1: no. no so. Nah.
2: Well, it, Peter, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm sorry for putting that in there, but I'm not apologetic.
0: How's
2: that?
1: Why don't we get back to okay. the tomb? all right, okay. All right.
2: Well, since, since I was there first, why don't you let me begin? Is that there good? you go again. Okay. So I remember Can't let it go. Yeah, you know, I I just finished beating you to the tomb mm-hmm. and I got there and you in the back of my mind I said, "Well, I should probably wait for my friend Peter." And then when I looked back and I still couldn't see you, I said, "Well, something bad might happen before he gets there, so I'm just going to go ahead and see what's going on here." And so I was, I'll be honest, I was a, a little afraid, so I stayed outside and I I ducked down and covered my eyes to peer into the darkness and you know, where Jesus was supposed to have been, you know, he he wasn't there, just like the ladies had said, but his burial cloths were there. That was it.
1: Wow. Well, when I arrived, yeah. I much, was much, not afraid. Much later. Well, yep. according to you. Uh-huh. Anyhow, as I arrived, I was not afraid at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And so I went into the tomb, and, and sure enough, I found it, like you said, the burial cloths were, were all laying there, but... What you couldn't see from your perspective was that the shroud that had covered his face, mm. that it was all folded up nice and neat, and it was just laying there. Mm. It was so odd.
2: I could see that from outside.
1: No, you couldn't. I could. but There's no that, way you could see But
2: that. You, you know what else was odd? What's that? The soldiers had disappeared.
1: They weren't there anymore. That's right. They were gone.
2: You know, they had already gone back to the city to report to the chief priest like the amazing thing that they had witnessed. You know, and the chief priest, as you know, we talked about before, they were their whole job, they were trying to cover up any reality that Jesus was who he was. Mm. So they came up with this elaborate story that would keep the soldiers from telling anybody what truly happened, and they were gonna bribe them. And they told them, you know, if anybody asks, you tell them that you and I and the rest of the disciples came in there and stole Jesus' body at night while the soldiers were asleep at the guard
1: well that would have cost the soldiers their lives it, it would have
2: cost them their lives but you know they were they were willing to um you know perpetuate that lie cuz they were going to get paid and the chief priest told them you know if if the word gets back to the governor this occurred then you know we'll cover for you and make sure you don't get in trouble and so you know soldiers took the money and um and that you know that lie that story they made up it it's perpetuating it and people still believe it mm. today because of the chief priest um trying to cover up who jesus truly was
1: you know the deception yeah. of the religious leaders yeah. they, they claim to be men of god men that worship the most high god you know i i would like to be there when they have to stand in front of yeah. the judgment seat and answer for everything that they said and did
2: yeah you know it's it's much like our old friend you know judas yeah you know it it would be better for for them to have never been born.
1: You know, speaking of Judas, it, it was tragic that he ended up taking his own life even yeah. after he returned those 30 pieces of yeah. silver that he was paid for betraying Jesus.
2: Yeah, and we, we talked about it a couple of times the past few nights, but that pride is just mm. a dangerous, dangerous sin, isn't it? And that, that got the best of uh, poor old Judas.
1: Yeah. I mean, speaking from experience, I, I know all too well that The pain of it. But I also know that God's a God of forgiveness. And if Judas had only come to God and confessed his sin, God would have forgiven him. He would have restored him. He would have even redeemed all that he had done. It also um, reminds me what your your late brother James used to always say. He said, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Yeah, that's become my mantra. Oh, and, and that's, that's a good one to follow. That it is. You know, looking back, I, I really wish mm-hmm. that we had waited for the women to arrive back mm-hmm. at the tomb. Because maybe, just maybe, we would have been among the first to see Jesus, mm-hmm. the risen Christ. Yeah, maybe.
2: But you know, we, we were so anxious. We were. Yeah, you know, We wanted to tell the others
1: what we had found. Yeah, but I think there's a great lesson in this for all of us: mm. Mm. how important it is to be patient. Yeah. You know how often do we run ahead of God and fail to experience a personal encounter with Him? Yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, and
2: and what an encounter that was for mm. Mary. You know, we we hadn't been back long, and the Mary and the others returned, and right yet um, again, uh, yet again, and they. They told us, you know, what had happened, and, you know, Mary had been by herself standing outside the tomb crying, you know, just weeping uncontrollably, and and she bent over, kind of like I did, to look inside, probably more afraid than I was, I would imagine. No, I doubt that. Um, But she looked in, and instead of just seeing the cloths laying there, she saw not one, but two angels. Wow, two of them. Two, one sitting where his head was resting, and one sitting where his feet were. You know, and and then not only did she see him, they they spoke to her. And they said, woman, why are you crying? And she was still so confused and couldn't fathom how Jesus could have been resurrected from the dead. And, you know, and then she turned around and bam, there he was. You know, Jesus was standing right behind her. Mm. But what was crazy, she didn't even recognize him. You know, and... And then he spoke to her, and she still didn't recognize him. He said, woman, you know, why are you crying? Who, who are you looking for? And, you know, she thought he was the gardener. He'd come in to rake the leaves and trim the hedges, and it was Jesus all along. But she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and, and I'll go get him.
1: You know, Mary loved Jesus so much. He had completely transformed her life. And there was nothing, no. absolutely nothing... No. That she wouldn't do for him. No, that is that is so true. And
2: she didn't recognize him at first, but as soon as he spoke her name, said Mary, she knew his voice, mm-hmm. and and she turned to him and and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. I know that. Yeah, but <laughs> she, she just wanted to hold him and never let him go, and. But he said to her, do not hold on to me, for I have not ascended to the Father. Go instead and tell my brothers, come tell us, you know, and t- let them know I'm ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And, and that's exactly what she did. You know, what a faithful servant.
1: Yeah, I was so happy for Mary. Yeah. But, but I got to admit, I, I was a little bit jealous. Uh, I, I mean, the only thing that sort of makes me feel okay, is that he didn't appear to you first, mm-hmm. Mr. Disciple who Jesus uh, loves. Uh, well,
2: well it, it is true.
1: It is true. But you make it seem like you're the only disciple uh, that Jesus loves sometimes.
2: Well, fair enough. But, but clearly, he loves all of his disciples because he didn't show up to us first. He actually went and, you know, he saw a couple of our other disciples first, Simon and Cleopas, when they were walking down that road to Emmaus.
1: And you would have thought he would have I, showed up. My, I would have assumed he would have us, come to right? us first. Yeah. No. I mean, nope. gosh, this last shall be first thing. Yeah, it's, it's a hard I'm tired one. of learning that lesson. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyhow, I, I remember those guys had made their way back, yeah, and, and we met up with them again yeah. in the room. And, yeah. and they came in and they began to, to share this story that was rather unbelievable. And they shared how they were walking down the road and they were talking amongst themselves. And then all of a sudden, Jesus appears and, and he says, what are you talking about? <clears throat> and they look at him like he's an idiot, and, and they they're thinking, Are you the only one that's been in Jerusalem? And doesn't know what has transpired these last few days? Don't you know about the chief priest handing Jesus over to be crucified? And and then have you heard the story of what the women reported this morning? And they just stopped and and they looked at him and
2: I'm glad I wasn't there to see what happened next. Because it kind of turns a little
1: bit. You and me both. Because Jesus reprimanded them. We've experienced that enough, have we not? not? Yeah, that's not enjoyable. And he said, are are you foolish? How foolish you are. Don't you know all that the scriptures say about how the Messiah has to suffer Mm. and then be glorified? And then he began to share with them everything that is said in the scriptures from from Moses and the prophets, and explaining all about the Messiah. And then they finally came to the town that they were heading to, and and Jesus appeared to be going beyond that. And and they begged him, they asked him to stay with them. It was getting late in the day, and and so Jesus said yes, and they went in to share a meal together. And and it was powerful to hear them say this, that as Jesus took bread, and he, he blessed it and he broke it, and then he gave it to them. It was in that instant, in that moment, that their eyes were open and they recognized that it was actually Jesus whom they had been in the presence with all along. And then instantly, he was gone. And, and they just marveled and they looked at each other and they talked about how how their hearts were burning Mm. as he was with them along the road, and and how their minds had been opened by him as he unveiled the scriptures to them.
2: Man, that's a powerful story. You know, and it sure didn't take them long to get back to the room to uh, tell us about it either, did it?
1: No. I mean, like in an instant.
2: Yeah, and that they had just finished telling all of us there in their room, you know, that story and and how Jesus had been with them, but they didn't realize it was him until that instant when he broke the bread and you know it was then and bam! You know, there he was again. Again. Like, he's he's in the room with us and the door was locked. He had come somehow got into the room and without coming through the door.
1: Are you sure the door was locked?
2: I, I am one hundred percent sure. I locked it. Deadbolt, chain, chair, anything. I, I wouldn't let those bad guys in.
1: Well I I will be honest like my eyes I couldn't believe my eyes as I saw Jesus standing there or my ears when he said peace be with you.
2: I I know when we were we were all startled and and afraid, you know you were afraid.
1: Well, not like and, you.
2: And it was like it's like we had just seen a ghost. You know there there's this man that had been dead and now he's in the room with us and but then Jesus said he said, "Why are you troubled?" You know, why do doubts rise in your minds? You know, he'd been telling us about this for, for years.
1: Three years.
2: You know, and he says, look at my hands and my feet. You know, it is I. Touch me and see me. A, a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. And he went around to each one of us and and let us see his hands and his his feet. But we were still struggling despite our joy and amazement and confusion that we were experiencing. You know, and... I think that's why, you know, he asked, you know, something that we had done hundreds of times before. He said, you know, do you have anything to eat? He just wanted to eat with us, you know, make us comfortable. Right, just
1: like old times.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, I forget who had just finished broiling the fish that day, but we had a piece and put it on a plate and gave it to him. And it was, my mind was blown that we were sitting here again sharing a meal with our friend Jesus. Yeah, you know, and... And then you know he, he finished his fish, and then he said, you know, this is what I told you about while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that's written in the book of Psalms and the laws of Moses and the prophets. You know, and then and then he opened our minds. Right. You know, just like Simon. It all did, started to make sense. It started to make, you know, the fog was lifted, and he told us, you know, this is what <clears throat> is written: the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and. And repentance for forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, Mm. beginning right here in Jerusalem. Yeah.
1: You know, it's in that moment that he he gave to us this great commission. Mm. Yeah. He said, go. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. And surely, this is the good news, and surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age.
2: That's right. That is some really good news. And you know, that's what we, all of us as Jesus followers, are called to do. Don't forget don't forget that promise though that he made us that night. Remember? That's right. Yeah. He said, Stay in the city until you've been clothed with the power from on high. And you know, at the time it another foreign foreign thing.
1: Yeah, but when the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. came upon oh, us, unbelievable. It, it was power like I had never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And, and thankfully, that power has never yeah. left. Yeah,
2: no, yeah, I, I, am, I am grateful that, that that came upon us. And, you know, it's that power of the Holy Spirit that enables
1: all of us to carry
2: out Jesus' great commission. You know, it, it's, and that's He who deserves all the glory and honor and praise.
1: So, so what you're saying is, when I gave my first sermon, uh-huh. and over 3,000 yeah. people became followers of Christ, yeah. did you get that? Over 3,000 Three uh-huh. after one sermon? huh. Yeah, I heard that. Are, are you saying I don't get any of the glory for that?
2: That is 100% not you. It's all the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I have yeah, learned I too yeah. many times yeah. the hard way that uh god opposes the proud i i I do not want that any longer in my life i've experienced his grace and his goodness and i'm so thankful for that as i'm sure you are Oh yeah, amen to that peter you're starting to sound like that other baptist No, no 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 i remember that's that other john yeah yeah anyhow it has been so good to be together and i hope that we can gather together again this same time next year if not sooner
2: oh that would be great i sure hope so
1: well my friend May the peace of the Lord be with oh, you.
2: And also with you.